The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. What's your name, dude? Uh, Mart. <laughs> what kind of stupid name is that? I'd say he's the run of the litter. Hey, now, <laughs> boys. Would you take a look-see at these pearly whites? Hell, I ain't seen teeth look at straight more store-bought. Hey, take a gander at them moccasins. What kind of skins is them? And that's from Back to the Future, Part 2. Bet you didn't guess that. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. And I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on anything that's bothering you, whether you have a bully in your life or someone's bullying your kids or you've been damaged by a bully. You know, some of us still carry the wounds of some childhood bully. You know, we still respond the way we did then. Maybe we just close off and we don't know how to speak our minds or we appease people and we we try to um, lick the boots of the bully, you know, try to say, oh, please don't hurt me anymore. I'll do whatever you want. And we can say that verbally or non-verbally. And you don't want to go through life like that. You don't want to feel in fear of other people's intimidation. And you don't want to become a bully yourself in response to that. You want to be able to be assertive, to be true to yourself, to state the facts, and to not be uh, vulnerable to intimidation. Um, and that takes a lot of thinking and that takes a lot of skills and it's an enormous accomplishment even if you can approximate that, even if you can get close to that. And right now I want to turn to the phones and welcome Michelle. Michelle, you're dealing with uh, your six-year-old who's getting angry? Yes. Yeah. I have a six-year-old daughter and she is constantly throwing fit, hitting people, throwing things. And I'm kind of at my end with all of it, and I've tried to get advice from family and friends, and I don't know what else to do. Okay. Can you, was there a time when she wasn't hitting, and she was a good girl, she just was your little darling, and and then it switched? Well, she kind of gotten um, about four and a half, or around when she turned four, four and a half, she started, you know, exhibiting some of these you know, blowing up and the angry outburst, and if anything went wrong, she, you know, had just immense reaction to it. But um, before then, you know, she was pretty shy and withdrawn. If somebody looked at her, she would cry. And she just, I don't know, she kind of turned a corner, I guess. Okay, so it's a mystery to solve. If you look at that, if you look at it as a mom, not as more of a pulling your hair out, you know, when will this ever end or will it ever end? And the answer in your subconscious is usually it will never end. You know, she'll be 15 years old and I'll be doing this. She'll be having these angry outbursts. That that does not move your thinking along. That doesn't help. But if you look at it as a scientist or a detective saying, when did it change? When did she go from a sweet shy girl. You don't want your kids to be shy. Uh, But, you know, when did she go from a sweet, shy girl to becoming aggressive rather than assertive? Uh, That's an important switch to look at in her past, in hers. Do you have any other kids in the family? Yes, we have three children total. We have a three-year-old girl and we have a eight-year-old boy. And an eight-year-old boy. Okay, so when it started to change, she was how old? You said she was four, uh, four and a half, or yeah, four, four and a half. Uh huh. So the three-year-old was how old then? About a year. A year old. So something might have been happening then. Anything that you can recall? Um. Well, you know, our routine was pretty, pretty regular. We, um, when she was 
five, we moved. Um, but I really, not around that time, I don't really think of anything, you know, terribly crazy that happened. The uh, only one thing that I could think of was um, one time we were visiting my grandmother. And yeah. She had a diabetic um, problem, and she uh, gave herself two shots of insulin, and she went into a diabetic coma, and we found her. And she what? She went into a diabetic coma. Okay. And we found her, called the emergency people, and we rushed her to the hospital and everything, and we followed her to the hospital. Um, that's the only, you know, humongously large it's event trauma. that I could think of trauma in her life. Okay. some uh, That's important. See, that's the detective work. If you think back what changed, that sometimes can give you in, important clues. Sometimes it is the addition of children to the family, which is why I asked you the sibling question, because very subtle things can happen uh, when you introduce, when you have a new kid in the family. And there's a wonderful book that I will recommend. It's at my website, drkenner.com. And it's Siblings Without Rivalry. Okay. And w- another thing is, is there anybody that you know in her environment, as, whether it's at home or in school or with extended family, that has those, those types of outbursts? Yes. I, my father. Okay. But he doesn't really, I'm, you know, if that starts happening, I kind of remove them from the, from the situation. Because I don't really want that as, you know, an influence to them. But it has, you know, he, and he doesn't really, he's not as bad as he was when I was a child. Yeah. But it did happen a lot when I was a child. And do you ever slip up and occasionally become like your dad? I try really hard not to. I mean, I'm not going to say I never have done it. But, I mean, I don't throw things and I don't hit the wall and that sort of thing. But, you know, I do kind of, you know, yell and scream like any parent would. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm not physical with them. And he was with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And because, so, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, sometimes kids model the behavior. They're looking for a way to express emotions, and they don't know how. They come, kids come with a stamp on them that says, uh, some assembly required, mm-hmm. meaning they don't know how to be civilized. So they might start by being shy. I was a very shy kid myself. And then I want to be able to speak my mind. Well, I can do it in very awkward ways. I can do it in mean ways, or I can do it in insecure ways. You know, kids don't have assertiveness skills. And guess what? Most adults don't either. We don't either. So one of the things that you want to help her with is to guide her, to gently tell her, Oh, man, you sound so angry today. I'll give her a name, Amy. Amy, you sound so angry today. Tell me what's up. Number one, you can draw her out. So you name the emotion that you're hearing. Well, when I do, I have asked her, you know, why are you angry? What is going on? You know, what made you angry? And she'll, she makes this sound. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, and that's how she, you know, when she's mad, that's what she does. You know, Amy, when I hear you upset, I hear you say, uh-uh, later on, tell me what that means. Okay. Meaning she won't be ready. None of us like why questions when we, we when we have that very 
heated emotion going on, the why or the what, you know, who, what, when, where, why. And there's a way of introducing a question that where you're much more with your daughter, which is just to say, you, you recognize what you see. Honey, you seem angry. I can see you're, you're making a fist with your hand. If your fist could talk, what would they say? I am so upset with my brother. You know, or something like whatever comes out. I don't know what would come out. Mm -hmm. But you start to help her express her anger in words. So it gives you more data as the detective mom. Then you can, she, she, uh, you did say that she is having outbursts. She's not hitting, though? No, she does hit. Oh, she does she hit. She does. She hits. And, uh, she's a bit of a perfectionist if she... You know, I, we're doing school, we're working on a paper, if it goes wrong, she'd rather throw it away and start over. And she just continues that cycle. I mean, usually, I mean, my son kind of did the same thing, but he would stop, you know, eventually. <laughs> but she's gone through five, six, ten pieces of paper, just continuously, you know, trying to correct herself, make it perfect. Okay, so if she has very high standards and she'll never meet them and then she'll always have that churning anger inside of her, not good enough, not good enough. So partly she needs to see examples, whether it's with uh, a Disney character or a movie or friends or yourself, where you say, oh my gosh, you know what, I put too much salt into the bread. Oh, let's see what happens to it. And you just let it go. You don't throw it all out. You know, she needs to see examples of people being very good to themselves in the learning process rather than expecting the perfectionism. So I think those books, uh, the book that I mentioned will help you in any books by those authors, but The Siblings Without Rivalry um, will help. Uh, the goal is to limit the, the hitting behavior. You're really angry. Draw me a picture of it, honey. People are not for hitting. When you're that angry, come over here and tell, tell me in words what you're feeling, honey. You know, I want to understand you. Okay. It's like drawing her out. The books will give you many more skills. Okay. So go to my website, drkenner.com, and if you have a moment, you can let me know how, th how it works out. Okay. okay. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you for your call. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. And coming up, we will be talking with a woman who teaches hard thinking skills, Jean Maroney. Stay tuned. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. The bond with an ideal romantic partner is the most intimate bond you can experience. A business friend might respond to your business expertise, a golf friend to your golfing ability, a socializing friend to your personality. But only a romantic partner is able to know your total self, including not just your body, but also the most intimate aspects of your soul. With a romantic soulmate, you get a mirror of yourself that even a close friend cannot provide. When a partner tells you what he or she appreciates about your character. For example, saying, I love your warmth and sensuality. Or in actions, for example, responding to you emotionally and intellectually, your partner provides you with a unique and priceless psychological mirror. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.